0: Hello, my good friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 139 of The Informed Catholic, episode 139, and we're going to do the readings for the 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time. All right, episode 139 of The Informed Catholic, and we're going to do the readings of the 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time. My name is Ned Jabbar. So, Uh, If you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please uh, subscribe and share if you like the podcast, and I hope you do. So let's begin with the opening prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. My Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie 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 lord have mercy lord have mercy lord have mercy christ have mercy christ have mercy christ have mercy lord have mercy lord have mercy lord have mercy so let's go to the gloria glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill we praise you we bless you we adore you we glorify you we give you thanks for your great glory lord god heavenly king In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Before we begin, we go any further, I want to address something. Last uh, episode of the Informed Catholic, I um, I made a uh, an issue on the fact that um, parish life... Uh, my experiences, my own personal experience with parish lives have been, been haven't been very good and that's true. Um, it's true because it's a sad fact. all right? Um, I won't continue too long about this, but unfortunately since my conversion, I have not had uh, a good uh, experiences on on a parish level my experiences have been, uh, not good. Um, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. I don't know why, but you know, I can, like I said, I can go to a parish for a long, long time and Nobody would bother to ask me my name. Nobody would would be curious. No one would approach me and say, you know, we noticed you've been coming here for a long time, uh, for some time now. Uh, You know, are you new to the neighborhood? Uh, You're definitely, you're new to the parish. We haven't seen you before. None of that. None of that. And I I can go to several parishes for several months or a year, and no one would bother. No one would approach me, and um, I you know it's just, it's a it's a sad reality and a sad fact. And I think that I don't know what it is, but it's it's something that I I uh, have to say. It's a little heartbreaking. And they make it there's a terrible evangelization level to uh also on a parish level. I don't know. Like I said, it may be because it's New York. I don't know. Uh, but that should not be that way. But it's a fact. All right. I don't want to continue anymore on this one. I want to go into the readings. So uh let's begin. Um with the uh, let's go into the first reading. All right, first reading is from the um, the book of the prophet Ezekiel, uh, chapter two, verse two to five. They are a rebellious house, but shall know that a prophet has been among them. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. As the Lord spoke to me, the spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the one who was speaking say to me, son of man, I'm sending you to the Israelites, rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have revolted against me to this very day. Hard of face and absent of heart are they to whom I am sending you. But you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. And whether they heed or resist, for they are rebellious house, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Okay, we'll read it one more time. It's a small passage again. um, This is from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 2, verse 2 to 5. As the Lord spoke to me, the spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the one who was speaking say to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, rebels who have rebelled against me. They they and their ancestors have revolted against me to this very day. Hard of face and absent of heart are they to whom I am sending you. But you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, and whether they heed or resist, for they are a a rebellious house, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Amen. Okay, uh, Psalm 123 Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord pleading for his mercy. To you I lift up my eyes, who are enthroned in heaven, as the eyes of servants are on the hands of their masters. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. As the eyes of a maid are on the hands of her mistress, so are our eyes on the Lord our God, till he has till he have pity on us our eyes are fixed on the lord pleading for his mercy have pity on us O lord have pity on us for we are more than sated with contempt our souls are more than sated with the mockery of the arrogant with the contempt of the proud our eyes are fixed on the lord pleading for his mercy. All right. So I'll read it one more time, straight through our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy to, to you. I lifted, I lift up my eyes who are enthroned in heaven as the eyes of servants are on the hands of their masters as the eyes of a maid are on the hands of her mistress so are our eyes on the Lord our God, till he have pity on us. Have pity on us, O Lord, have pity on us, for we are more than sated with contempt. Our souls are more than sated with the mockery of the arrogant, with the contempt of the proud. Okay, so now we move on to the second reading. Okay second letter uh second reading uh the second letter of saint paul to the corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 to 10 i will boast in my weakness in order that the house of the the power of christ may dwell in me brethren that i paul might not become too elated because of the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, an angel of Satan to beat me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made, per- for, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast most gladly of my weakness in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me. Therefore, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so one more time that i paul may not become too elated because of the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh uh, was given to me an angel of satan to beat me to keep me from being too elated three times i begged the lord about this that it might leave me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for power is made perfect in weakness I will rather boast most gladly of my weakness in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me therefore I am content with the weakness weak, with weaknesses insults hardships persecutions constraints for the sake of Christ for when I am weak then I am strong the word of the lord thanks be to god okay The Alleluia Antiphon is from Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Alleluia, Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. A prophet is not without honor except in in his native place. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simeon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin. And in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there. Apart from curing a few sick people. By laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you Lord Jesus Christ. I'll read it one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark chapter 6 verse 1 to 6. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simeon, or Simon actually? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house, so he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so let's begin. All right, the first book, um, the, the, the prophet Ezekiel, Takes place right after, let's call it the catastrophe, after Solomon, after the uh, the dividing of the kingdom, uh, the, you got the northern kingdom which is Israel, the confederacy that was developed there, and you got the southern kingdom which is Judah with only a few uh, remaining, Benjamin being one of them remaining tribes, uh, among the the Judean kingdom, and. Basically, the only thing that united them was the temple. The temple was the heart and soul between the two kingdoms. But both are going to fall into apostasy. all right? Both are going to fall into heresy. And there's going to be uh, an infiltration of of a uh, paganism. Paganism is going to affect both both sides, unfortunately pride vanity politics politics is going to bring in uh, a desperation to maintain power all right and that's exactly what's going to happen Ezekiel is sort of caught up between them uh, he he was you could say he was probably around sometime around maybe the same time as Jeremiah maybe even before Jeremiah because obviously he knew about the the temple uh, and what happened was, is that the temple is going to be infiltrated by paganism. Ezekiel is a, will see the same thing that happened during the time of Jeremiah. There were people who were secretly worshipping idols. Now, how are we, how are we to, supposed to understand it in, in, in today's context? Well, Look at what's happening in Catholicism now. There's a lot of division. There's different camps. Let's put it this way. You got the Novorsorto camp, and the Novorsorto camp is not completely united. You have the orthodox camp, right? The so-called Vatican II orthodoxy. Uh and that's okay. They they they're orthodox. They the, the mass is legit. The math is legit, the the you the communion is legit, and they do things properly. Now, on the other side of the Nobris Order camp, you have the liberals, the James Martins, the liturgical dances, the different experimentation with things, the 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 and and it and it's it's completely botched up, disrespectful. You got the the, you got the James Martin with, with with promoting the homosexuality and they have like rainbow colors, icons and rainbow colors. They do kinds of, uh, they, just the other day, there was a mockery of the, of the, of the Sermon on the Mountain. Blessed are the queer, blessed are the, the cis, blessed are the, 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 uh, the, whatever. I mean, it, it went down the list in the most blasphemous sexual terminologies and everything but they put it in a beatitude uh, they use a beatitude theme it's disgusting it's completely disgusting and you see this and this is the problem why things are falling apart then you have the orthodox camp the the latin mass camp you got some that are in, in schism Right? And you got others now who are traditional Latin mass, but the thing is, I hate to say this, there's lack of love. There's an obsession. Some people love the Latin mass for aesthetic reasons. And there's a lot of and, and I'm not saying all of them are like this. They're not all bad. The problem is they just I think their biggest failure is. Is being positive. They have not done a good job. uh, I think using good, good, good um, strategy. They've been very much. They they have done very little, very very little, in being. Let's say. in instructing, in making themselves accessible, they've been mostly very, very—I would say—more um, being in the defensive than they have been in being, let's say, accessible. In, in also teaching, they do very bad. They do very badly in teaching, in instructing. They're more obsessed in keeping the tradition of the Latin Mass rather than. Than the than the spirit of Orthodoxy of being going out there and instructing people in what it means to be a, a good Orthodox practicing Catholic. They're very bad in catechesis. They're very bad in the sense of of making making the Latin mass uh, understandable. They're very and also I hate to say there's another thing. Let's say the the liturgical readings. Right? In in instruction. The instruction of, of why. what Why why is the Latin Mass better? You know? I mean, there's a lot of... And then also, within the Latin Mass camp, just as much as you have uh, perverts, sexual perverts in the Novus Ordo, even in some Latin Mass camps, the perverts are hiding in there too. But they're in denial of it. So it's just like You've got all kinds of paganism and, and heresy happening in ancient Israel. I hate to say it is also happening among us. Okay? Neither side, just as just as just as the Norbus order cannot deny that there's sin, though the the traditional camp has to stop denying that there's sin there too. And that could be, in a sense, that we've we developed our own idolatry. Okay, we have to first and foremost convert, be purified. We need Jesus Christ in our lives. We need to put Jesus first. If you're not going to be, a, you're not going to be a a good a good Orthodox can a Catholic, whether you're in a Novus Ordo camp or in the in the Latin Mass camp, if you're not aware of sin. Jesus Christ is the answer in both camps. He's the answer for all of us. We have to be aware and we have to admit that there's sin. We are we 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 have we have to we have to be converted. We have to we have to be born again. We have to be believers in the gospel message. Repent. Repent. And be converted to Christ. Or else there is no hope for any of us. We're in a mess right now. We're in a mess. I mean, I know, I don't know if anybody's aware of what Pope Francis just uh, passed, the Vatican just passed this thing. It's tough on the Latin Mass camp that they have to, uh, they can't just say the Latin Mass, the traditional Latin Mass. They have to say the, uh, not the extraordinary, they have to say also the, the, the Novus in other words, if they want to say their Latin mass, they also have to practice the Novus Ordo. That's a, that's, that's, that's a restriction on them. And with all honesty, I think that right now, you got to be smart. You got to be smart. You're not. You are. Um, if you know, you can't. Um, they're talking about resist. They're using the line from Paul's letter: "I resisted Peter to his face." How are you gonna do that if you if you have to obey? How are you gonna do that? How are you gonna fight? Right now you're not you, you don't have the upper ground. All right, We don't have the upper ground. We're divided. We have to figure out this mess uh, between the Orthodox Norvus Ordo camp, which is the new mass. With the ortho, with with that of the of the traditional Latin Mass camp, there's too much division. You know, Matt Fred says unite the uh um was it Matt Fred anyway. The point is you have to unite the clan, you have to unite the different the different camps of of Catholics. I think the 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 Novus Ordo Orthodox Catholic as well as the Latin Mass Orthodox Catholic has to be united. A house divided against itself cannot stand. No, we have to be smart. And the answer is we need Jesus Christ. Okay, we need Jesus Christ. Orthodoxy is useless if we just preaching um, preaching the faith without conversion without conversion. There's sin among us. We have to there's sin that we, we, we can't allow pride or vanity or um or egos prevail. We need faith. We need to convert. All right, we need to convert. Paul himself said in his letter to the Corinthians, right? Because that God, that, that, an, that um, uh, a thorn of the flesh, an angel of Satan to beat me, to keep me from being too elated. Okay, and he begged the Lord three times for it to be removed. And the Lord responded, my grace is sufficient for you for power is made perfect in weakness i will rather boast most gladly of my weakness in order to, that the power of christ may dwell within with me there you know so you see we need we cannot allow our 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 vanity our vanity we need we need to realize that we need christ because of our sins if we are all prideful because of the Latin Mass and we are all prideful because of of our theological mind or uh, of our leadership, our popularity, our, our celebrity within within these camps, then the faith is not going to survive. We need to first admit that we need the grace of Christ to help us. And that's that's more important than anything else. All right, so... Um, let's go into the creed here. I believe in one God, the father, a mighty maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of God, born of the father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made consubstantial with the father through him. All things were made. the lord the giver of life who proceeds from the father and the son and who with the father and the son is adored and glorified he has spoken through the prophets i believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church and i confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and i look forward to the resurrection of the dead and life of the world to come amen our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Yeah, well, that's um, that's I think is a big problem. And I think there's so much uh, division. And there's so many different camps and I think that the, the one who knows about all this division is the devil it's the devil I mean think about it I don't know if any of you heard Pope Francis gave James Martin a wonderful letter and and praising him because of his ministry this is not anti-homosexual this is not trying to be Mean, I mean, I, if you know, Milo Milonopoulos was on Church Militant and he is now speaking out against the so-called that you're born this way. All right. He had to admit about his own, his own, his own weaknesses, his own, his own sinful, sinful weaknesses. And he's admitting it. The problem here is, is that. This is a Catholicism. A Catholicism is, is coming into, into um, existence now that is devoid of divinity, that is devoid of the presence of Christ, that's looking at the faith from a, a secular humanistic philosophy. Modernism has prevailed in the, the leadership of the church. I hate to say it, Pope Francis has, has embraced it. They believe that the faith is merely human. It's more like a very neo-form of Arianism, where it's more like a philosophical Jesus, uh, uh, a very philosophical form of Christianity, a very psychological form of Christianity, of Catholicism, not a Catholicism that is divinely inspired. And the problem is, is because both camps have been so busy fighting, uh, 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 basically each one trying to protect its own camp, and not realizing what's happening. The leadership knows this. This is why the Germans, the Germans really are Aryans. They're, I'm not, and I'm not saying Aryans in like the Nazi thing. I mean Arianism, the 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 practice of the heresy of Air, of Arius. The, who believed that Jesus was only human, that he was no there was no divinity in him. This is the Catholicism that's been that, that that has prevailed and this is and the problem is the Orthodox camp, the conservative camp has been too busy just trying to protect its own borders and not realizing that the enemy has already the serpent of heresy has already infiltrated into the church. All right, I'm going to end it here. Uh, I'm going to try to do um, focus more in the future on the Gospel of Saint Mark. We're going to learn how to read the Bible. I know I've talked about it before in the past. I'm going to try to just do it uh, with you know because I really want to help people out there in trying to practice the faith, um, regardless of all the impediments I'm we're going through right now. Um, you know, because of all the, you know, negativity, you know, I didn't mean to be very negative in the last podcast, but I'm not losing my faith. It's just that it's, I just wish things were a little better, you know, and, but Hey, times are, we, you know, we are where God wants us to be. So, all right, let's end it here and I'll be back soon with, uh, with more. All right. God bless.